Stuff happen around here. Yeah, it's okay. Oh well. Anyway, hey everybody, welcome to Chaos at Ringside. I'm your host, Jonathan Gilchrist. That guy over there. Well, he might just be the William Regal to my John Moxley. That's Mr. Eddie Vice. Okay. And uh, today we are going to be deep diving a lot of stuff, a lot of things happening. Obviously, we're going to focus in on um, Sacrifice and Revolution, since we just watched those this weekend. But other stuff's happened as well. Um, I don't even I don't even know where to start. Uh, I yeah, I'm not even. You know what? We're going to get into all the um, all the stuff that we actually care about. There's some there to be stuff that I do like I wanted to mention, but I'm just not in the mood. So yeah. let, let's leave the entertainment company for another time. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> let's start with, I guess, we'll start with the big thing that's happened since um, we uh, last talked about wrestling really in deep dive that Cody left ROH, but apparently it's not going to be. That's or Green, left, uh, Green left AEW. Yeah. Wow, that's where my brain's at with it. Yeah, so left AEW, but apparently not going to WWE, or at least like the contract shit's fizzled out, but it's so weird. Um, the reason I said ROH is because I'm hoping he will be the person running ROH. That, that's Tony like, Khan already said he's going to be the booker for it. You know what? Tony Khan's a liar. He's a dirty liar. He's lying to us right now, and my life will be better if he is lying. So I'm going to choose lying. I mean, I wish he'd let someone else do it just to, yeah, like, um, just to switch things up a little bit. But it's the only way to have a true brand split, and it's the only thing that's never really been done because the only place we've had a brand split is if there to be and Vince can't let like an ounce of control go. You just fucking yeah. Can't. Well, honestly, yeah. I'm starting to think. I I, I kind of think Tony Khan's the same way. Yeah. I think at a certain point, there is a certain personality type that's able to do what they're doing. Yeah. But I was hoping that Tony Khan, in this situation, at least for just for brand splits, it's a very simple formula. It doesn't work if you're playing chess against yourself. Everything sounds starts to feel the same. You need mm-hmm. another person to be the other you know player against you if you want to make it actually work. But um, whatever. That's, that's my opinion. Um, I was hoping we would get to see it played out at least once to see if I'm right. But, uh, oh well. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, we'll just go through the pay-per-views other than that because, I mean, other stuff happened, but most of it culminated in the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were pretty wrong about Sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> like pretty much every match for the title, we got that wrong. Except yep. for Moose and the X. No, we, we said the no. exchange of hands. So basically the world tells the one we got right. Um, good news, the matches that didn't have titles, we got those right. So that was good. Eddie Edwards winning and uh, I forget what the other one was. But um, it's yeah, really it's one of those, like I will say again, it's one of those um, things where it's 
um, we didn't have anything to build, like know what's going on. I bet you if you were watching Access TV, if that channel actually exists, you would have been able to figure out, hey, this is building towards a bunch of title changes. But um, yeah, we didn't have Access TV. Which is okay. That's fine. That's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, so without just going match to match, really, because I don't think it's necessary, basically every match we were wrong. If you listen to our prediction show, um, this was probably our worst grade so far, but I'm not going to count it because AEW, or it's not AEW, so we're going to treat it like it's a lights out match. <laughs> it's not on the record book. Um, but Revolution was on the record book, and we still got a couple things wrong there. Uh, I, okay, I wanted to ask you about this because I watched it as a replay for various reasons. Um, I didn't get to see the opening matches, uh, including the six-man tag with a Death Triangle and the House of Black. How did that match go? Oh, oh, how it's good. It was good. Oh, good. I was. Oh, it was good. All right. I was afraid of like, like, how did Eric Redbeard do? Because I was afraid of how he would. Actually, yeah, no, he did really well. I, uh, I was pleasantly surprised with his performance. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking Buddy Matthews, man, I love that yeah. man. He's so good. Yeah, the house of they Black all is- are, but just like. Uh. So, so talented. The House of Black is quickly turning into a faction that you would create with an aesthetic that I would make, if that makes any sense. Like, it's so freaking good. Oh. Yeah, I, like I said, I watched the pay-per-view. I'm going to probably go back at some point and look up the pre-show on YouTube so I can see that match. Because I need to see the other. I mean... And maybe like, Hook and uh, QT Marshall. That also sounded intriguing. So, Stalander and Hirsch put on a show too. Like their match was, their match was really good. Yeah, I actually got to see a good chunk of that one, um, and I did enjoy the cheap ending with the extra turnbuckle, um, whatever. Yeah, extra turnbuckle yeah. under the ring, and I like that because it was a weapon under the ring that had a very logical reason to be under the ring. So, uh-huh. So I like that little touch to it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that was the pre-show. And then let me try and remember. The first match was Jericho and, and Kingston. Um, for most, like, I think I texted you this. For most of that match, it really felt like two, not people trying to be heels, but like two guys that have been heels for a long time fighting each other. Like, they both know every trick, so they're both, like, breaking eyes and, like, yeah. And um, I really I enjoyed the whole match. I did not see Kingston winning by submission. That was a surprise. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he won was, you know, I think we both did. We yeah, we nope. both picked Kingston. Oh, did we pick Jericho? No, you picked Kingston. I picked Jericho because it was a coin flip for me, and I just right. really, I was like, you know what? Just to be different, I'll I'll take Jericho. I think I picked Kingston, but I was expecting him to turn heel, and that did not happen. Yeah, but at least I yeah. got the, the Kingston being the winner, right? Um, you did have you did have one match that you didn't really give an official choice to, so hmm. I just put down who you were like leaning towards. 
can't remember which you'll have to tell me when we get to it. I can't, I mean, it's yeah. gonna be hard for me to remember my picks anyway, but uh, I've had a long day anyway. Um, yeah, so the match itself really good. I I enjoyed the ending, I enjoyed the back and forth. I, I really like, I feel like Jericho is going full heel, like pushing Audrey once I step in yeah. that direction. Um, like that, that's like Jericho with the world title heel because he was always kind of in her face the entire time he had the world title. So that'll be fun. Um, I'm interested to see what happens because there's that weird thing now where Pride and Power didn't even get involved in this match, but they came and like looked at Jericho and said they're good. But then Jericho didn't shake Kingston's hand, even though he said he would. So there's still a lot of story to tell there. Um, yeah, absolutely. So looking forward to that. Let's see, what was the next match? The next match, if I remember right, was the triple threat tag match for the titles, right? Yes. Yes, okay. I'm, see, I remember things when I watched it like less than four hours ago. Um, uh, so, yeah, this was, uh, I think, again, I was right because I put Jurassic Express as the winners. Um, I think you picked Red Dragon, if I remember correctly. I did. I yeah. did. I really think, honestly, I don't think your idea was bad. I think it just comes down to AEW will not use the title as a prop if they don't have to. And I yeah. don't think, you know, that's what they needed. Um, I'm interested to see who Jurassic Express ends up going against next. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really can't think of who's like next, who would be next in line, who's a good, there's a lot of good heel teams. I'm just curious who's going to be next for them. Actually, just based understand. on what happens later, Butcher and the Blade would be a good like thing for Dress Express to go against. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. Um, but uh, yeah, like I know there's a lot in that match, but um, is there anything you wanted to? There's a lot in that that match. Uh, (laughs) like holy shit, there was uh, just so much. I think it was really good storytelling with like the tentative deal between Red Dragon and the Young Bucks trying to beat up on Dress Express. And I found I found some really fun comedy with Kyle O'Reilly trying to get the pin right after he broke up the Young Bucks and say, "Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry." That made me yeah. laugh. Yeah, he is like ah, man. His ability, like his ability to just do little like funny things in the ring, mm-hmm. is just in it's insane. It's, it's he's not because like I don't know how to. He's like. He's like the funniest serious wrestler I've I've I've, I've like ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know what That's I mean? True. Like he's not like a funny yeah. like gimmick haha wrestler type thing. You right. know, like he's a serious beat your ass wrestler. Right. But he's but his personality is just like he has really good comedic timing for like little things. That's fair. Yeah. Like he doesn't. He his character isn't funny at all. He's a very straight grappler. But then he yeah. He just makes it like the way he comes down to the reins part of it. Um, and the, yeah, just in general, how he can just make little jokes in the match, yeah. but it doesn't take away from the seriousness of what he's doing. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I did want to point out, I think it's really cool, especially being like where they are in the company, that the young bucks were the ones that took the loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, easily could have been red dragon, but red dragon, even though they are, one of the best in the world are not established in AEW the same way. Like they're still on their entrance streak. So for them to not be the ones being pinned was, I think a good idea. Yeah. So, I would agree. So, yeah. Yeah. 
good for Jurassic Express. Good for me for getting that one right. Um, and I also think, honestly, really good for the title. As much as the title could be used in that feud, I really don't think it's needed, and it keeps mm-hmm. the title from being just a. I don't even think it would be just a prop, but it, it takes it a step closer to being a prop if you put it on just for a t- just to make a feud a little bit more intense. Um, all right, so let's see what was the next one after that. Uh, I honestly, my mind's starting to go. Which one's the next one after the that one? Um, um, was it wasn't the ladder match? It was so, Bart yeah, well, and Ty Conte. No, it says here it was the ladder match. Oh, was the ladder match? All right, I'll, I'll talk what about the ladder match. What it says here, yeah, that's fine. I'll talk about the ladder match. I don't care. The ladder match was awesome. Yeah, um, it was. Holy shit! Yeah, it was. So, if you listen to our prediction show, we we were misled by our heart, as I as I put it to you. Um, I, I would like to point out that you kind of talked me out of the yeah, point there. No, I think we both knew in our heads, and I think we should have went with our heads, that Wardlow was going to win. Because, like, obviously, this is one of those moments where the storyline was set up too perfectly for him not to win. But we both really loved the story we had built in our heads of Keith Lee coming in and, you know, becoming a TNT champion, like, right away. So... I think we both wanted to believe that. And yes, I talked you into it, but I, I think I don't have had to I was going to really say, hard. I remember specifically like saying Wardlow. Yeah. And then you like basically talking me out of it. Yeah. No, like, because that was the thing. There was two ways they could do it. And obviously they went with, I think, what is the more powerful way for Wardlow going forward uh-huh. with the storyline. Um, so yeah, no, it's my fault. I talked you out of that. I've done that before. It's all your fault. I'll probably do it again. But yeah, you probably. have to admit, though, your heart wanted Keith Lee to win, so I didn't have to work that yeah. hard. No, absolutely. You didn't have to. You didn't have to convince me that hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I loved. I loved Orange Cassidy in this match. I lo- like some of the fucking spots they came up with with him. Yeah. That, that skinning the cat with the ladder with Wardlow and Keith Lee holding the ladder. That was fucking like I. It always amazes me at this point in my life when I can see something I've absolutely never seen in a match before. Yeah, um, just because it's so rare at this point. Um, and him I, just uh, sliding into the ring when when Lee Warlow and Powerhouse Hobbs were all just like staring each other down, like oh, like the three big guys, like oh, it's gonna be sick, and then yep. like, it's gonna be so good, and then all of a sudden just like. Orange Cassidy just kind of like rolls in. <laughs> oh, like, oh, you do not want to be there, buddy. The pocket kicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it was really good. And then Dan Housen was used perfectly. Oh. Uh, Dan I like I don't know what, what's gonna end up happening with Dan Housen as a character overall, but I just I really like him. I like how what's happening right now. That mm. he's like the secret weapon of Orange Cassidy and the yeah. best friends. Uh, nah. I haven't looked it up. Nah. I can't wait to look up the interview about his, like, what he thinks happened. Because the, the last time he cursed somebody uh, in a, in Wheel of Yuta's match against Moxley and Yuta lost, he just sort of glossed over it by, like, Yuta probably won. I don't know. Like, so I wonder yeah. what he says about Orange Cassidy not winning. Uh, anyway, I haven't looked that up yet, but I'm sure it's out there and I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be hilarious. Um, yeah, so as far as like the end of the match, uh, Wardlow just 
fucking came out looking more like a beast than ever. Uh, not only took out Keefley and Hobbs single-handedly, uh, like basically powerbombed Jimmy, uh, sorry, not Jimmy Starks on the um, on the ladder in a way that made me feel very uncomfortable because he still has neck issues. Yeah, I was thinking that too. When oh man, that landing, I I was so scared. Yeah. Like I like I don't know where he is with that, but I think he is still officially wrestling with a broken neck, and I don't I don't like that. I don't like that bump at all because I Me really either. I have a lot invested emotionally in Starks being the next big thing for AEW. Um, oh, man, I ooh. I just just remembering it like oh yeah. Although oh my god, that Starks, one. he landed like right on his like neck and shoulders yeah. it looks and he like stayed there too it looks so bad yeah bad as um, in like painful not bad as in like ooh that looks like shit no it looked like it looked like a kind of awkward powerbomb but honestly it did look so effective that it was fine like yeah. um I do want to point out Stark's big move with that spear through the ladder that was fucking oh, that was phenomenal sick. yeah so yeah, but there you go. Um, Wardlow gets the... I'm going to guess he's not going to win the TNT title um, because of what happens later. Because uh, mm-hmm. I feel like there's just no way he won't be screwed out of it in some way. Yeah. But, um, we'll see that in a couple weeks, I guess. So check that out when it gets there. Um, I am very curious to see what goes on now with all that. Yeah. yeah, no, I can't wait for Dynamite. I can't wait to see how MGF approaches this because he's always so like weaselly about it whenever something happens um it'll be interesting how he like approaches like he's like oh wow we just had a miscommunication that's okay and then like immediately like starts beating the shit out of him with a chair or something yeah Yeah. Uh, um all right so let's see after the ladder match okay what does it say on your list because i can go through them but i want to now it's the now it's the tbs title okay um we all know where my opinion lies. Not my favorite thing when it comes to women's wrestling. I will say Jade Cargill really got the champion's treatment, like the Jade outfit, and then having someone play her down with live guitar yeah. was really fucking awesome. Um, not only just play her down, he was really good on that fucking guitar. Like to the point where JR is like, "Man, big man can play the guitar." Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the match itself was fine. Like I have nothing yeah, to say about. With it, it, it was just, it was, you know, it was fine. It kept my attention, which is a lot to say for women's matches in general. Um, for me, anyway, not for people in general. Um, but yeah, I think we both agreed Jade was going to win. It was a, it was a competitive yeah. match, but it wasn't a surprise, and it definitely set up exactly what we thought was going to happen. Anna Jade is the next, you know, contender. There's yeah, really I no think that's, that. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But yeah, I actually. I, man, I gotta give Jade Cargill a little bit of credit though, because like I, I thought, so I thought she specifically mm-hmm. in this match actually like performed a lot better than I was expecting her to. Right. Like she's, yeah. I, I think specifically she sold better than I was expecting her to. That's fair. Like, that's what I was really good to say. Like when you, uh, well, like the one example I can really point because it stuck in my head. When uh, Ty Conte hit those like three kicks in the corner, she sold that yeah. really well. Yeah, like, really absolutely. And I do have to say, she also made me laugh when she was yelling at uh, Smart Mark for getting knocked down. 
That was yeah. really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, the one so- thing, because she is a heel, mm-hmm. the one thing, and, like, I kind of get it, but, like, at the end, she was, like, you know, like, waving to her daughter at the end of the match and everything. Oh, I wasn't looking at the stream when that happened. I missed it. Oh, yeah, and I'm just like, I get it, but, like, yeah. you're a heel. I, okay, I will say for her, I'm going to give her the this much benefit here. She is a good enough of a heel that her doing that doesn't take doesn't take me completely out of it. Like doesn't completely destroy all the work she does as a heel. What it does is take her from what could be an A plus heel to an A or maybe B plus, no. um, which is still pretty good in this day and age. It's just not a, like, I think we're both like, man, I just really want that. Like, you know, a plus like fucking balls, the wall MJF level heel, or at least like something that takes it that's to that level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, obviously it's something that's important to her, especially with um, how she talked about WWE and how that fell through. It all mm-hmm. makes sense that, that, you know, she's kind of constantly referencing it. Um, but yeah, I get your point. I'm, if, if I, I would prefer not be there myself or not be on like the program. Like if she wants to do that once she's off camera, fucking go for it. Like, yeah, that's absolutely. Great. but um, yeah, eh, whatever. Um, all right. So let's see if I can remember. What was the next? Was the next match the dog collar match? Might Indeed. Right Indeed it was. So, not knowing Punk and ROH, I did not get the entrance until they told me. Although I really liked the entrance, I just I've never seen his ROH entrance. But I really did like that choice to go back, especially with the purchase of ROH just happening. A lot yeah, of levels. It was so smart, so <laughs> smart. Also, I think the second reason I liked it is because, oh, uh, because MJF used. The mm-hmm. beginning portion of the music Punk usually comes out to, right? Called personality, yeah, yeah. Because he yeah, did that, I, I liked it even more. It was, yeah, it was definitely a, um, it was definitely a really good move, like like psychological warfare for both of them. Oh, okay? yeah. And um, he just so, like, I just because it wasn't just that he came out to his music. Mm-hmm. He came out and basically did his entrance exactly as he did it back in ROH. Yeah, no, I could definitely because I like even though I don't know him from ROH, a lot of the stuff he was doing is like, oh yeah, that's like earliest WWE Punk, so it would have been right after ROH. So that makes sense that it's all like his original like entrance. Yeah, um, and they call them the Second City Saint, which I haven't heard in fucking forever. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so awesome. Such a really cool idea. And uh, I did, like, at the beginning of the match, I'm they had to have done this on purpose. They kind of, well, they, the whole thing, the whole thing's been nodding towards Valentine and Piper. But yeah. if you, because I just watched Valentine and Piper. If you watch that match when they started it, what they, what they did for, like, the first, like, maybe two minutes, they both sort of stood in the rain and leaned back as if trying to pull on each other with their necks in the collars and punk and MJF started pretty much like that. They didn't do it for as long, but they definitely like were like um, paying homage to that opening of that match. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, the match itself, I mean, bloody. Uh, bloody. Yeah, it was bloody. So so much blood, brutal. Uh, I I love the innovation the Punk showed throughout the match, the putting the chain over the ring post to pull um, MJF back into the corner, uh, wrapping his knee and with the chain a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I really liked because it was just such a, a nice moment of the uh, face getting one over on the heel, um, where like MJF had the microphone. Got the second row, but it's sort of like he forgot that he had the collar on. So when he started batting off in the crowd, Punk could just pull him down. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, and just a lot of really good psychology stuff like that throughout the whole match. Um, I, I like how like it's so like it's all like small, but small things. But something about there's something about a dude that's like getting like getting beat up, mm-hmm. and MJF is like yelling at him. Like in the uh, with the mic, just yelling at him, all this shit. And Punk's response is just eat shit, yeah. eat shit, Max. <laughs> just, you just down on the ground, just blazing, eat shit, Max. <laughs> I love it. Oh yeah, no, that was that was a really great response. Um, I also I also love the fact that like, uh, it sounds like such a like a, I, it sounds like such a like a. a teenager response you know what right. i mean like to a friend like yeah which is crazy because of this because of the situation that they're in like obviously right. these are two people that like hate each other and like in this crazy match you know this brutal brutal crazy match and he's just yelling at him like like he's just like is getting picked on by his friends eat shit it sounds like yeah it sounds like something you would yell at me if we were playing a wrestling video game and i was winning yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I also really like it. I have no idea if he cleared this or if this was just him being him in the moment, but him saying, give me the fucking microphone really clear so you could hear it. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, before I forget, because I really wanted to go back to this because it was part of the pre-show I did see because um, I just the language reminded me. Uh, Don Callis being on the pre-show um oh. and like Excalibur's commentary throughout that whole thing was fucking gold, like just yeah. so good. I texted I think- you because I thought you were watching at the time. Uh-huh. I texted you, Kenny. Oh, god damn it! Yeah, <laughs> I did get to see that whole thing, and I loved Excalibur. Like, keep raising the price on the amount of money he would give Tony to punch Don Callis yeah. in the face. <laughs> so funny, a hundred dollars. <laughs> Like, it's like it was like I'll give Tony. I'll give you ten dollars. I was like twenty, a hundred. I will give you five hundred dollars. I swear to God. Like, uh, just really good stuff. Okay, but back to maybe really quick though. I will say, like I, I get what they were trying to do there, mm-hmm. but like, oh man, I I was really hoping. I was really hoping Kenny showed up just to just to give an update. You know. Right. Just, just an update. Yeah, I think honestly, I I'm okay with with the okay with it just because it was on the pre-show. I think it would have been too yeah. much of a, a thing if it was on the regular pay-per-view. Yeah. So, well, one of the other things, things is like hard. I'm afraid that because it wasn't actually Kenny doing it, uh-huh. I'm afraid that means that he's like he's he's just like he's so far away. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I I've just read a thing that says he's doing all his EVP stuff, but yeah, as far as like when in rain, I haven't seen anything in months except for say he hasn't had the surgeries yet. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's very depressing, but well, hopefully soon. Hopefully sooner than we would think, you know. Yeah. Um, all right, but yeah, so MJF and uh, CM Punk. Um, just, yeah, no, there's just nothing really else to say about it. Just really great psychology, CM Punk breaking the hand, so MJF can't use the uh, salt. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. This, overall, just like the entire match, the psychology in it was just really good. I loved MJF selling when he got the GTS into the thumbtacks at the end. Yeah. Like, that was just amazing. And then Wardlow coming Fucking out. Wardlow. <laughs> and, and we also, I think we both picked MJF for that match too. Um, um, I think. MJ, just, yeah, we did. Yeah. The, I got reason, it right here. We did. Honestly, I'm, I'm mad at myself for that one for me because like, I had already thought out the right thing as far as like the basic wrestling psychology was, this should be the blow-off. And once Wardlow won, it was obvious because it has to be Wardlow versus MJF is the next thing we're building to. So, we, you know, Punk's got to move on. So clearly the, the face is going to win. Um, but anyway, none of that logic went through, so we got it wrong. But I really love the ending with Wardlow putting the, ring on, putting the diamond ring on the ring so like, oh, I found it. Whatever. I'll just leave that there because that's what it, Max wanted me to do. And, uh, yeah, punk, punched him in the face with it. Perfect. Uh, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure MJF will be fine with that. I'm, I'm sure there will be no repercussions whatsoever. And there will no way be like a four-man beatdown on Wardlow on Dynamite. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or attempted beatdown. Definitely other. no four-man beatdown. And definitely no... Uh, Wardlow going through each member of Pinnacle afterwards. Right. right. Leading like Nah, I doubt, I doubt that'll happen. No. Uh, double enough room should be good, though. Uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So, it's going to take so many power bombs. Oh, my God. So many power bombs. <laughs> it takes so many power bombs. <laughs> like, I can, like, I can see John Spears taking double-digit power bombs. Yeah, that's fair. Like in just a couple of matches, I could see that. Or if they really want to drive the point home, maybe one. <laughs> yeah, like and that's what I was thinking. Just like in one match, Sean Spears just takes ten power bombs. Uh, um. So let's see. Is there anything else that like you want to hit on in this match before we move on? Because it was like a, one of the highlights of the night. Pretty much it. Yeah. I think the only other thing. The only other thing, I mean, I, I, I don't just it was just really, really good. Yeah. Like it was just it was almost it was it wasn't perfect, but it was almost perfect. Like even at the end, like before Punk knocked out MJF, like MJF just spitting right in Punk's face. Yeah. Which like is a great to the end, like a douchebag to the end. Yeah. No, great, great way for him to end because it is a rare loss for him, but it doesn't, like, um. Like that gives him like the out, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not like a yeah complete loss for the heel. Um. All right. So let's see if I can remember what the next yeah. match was. Wasn't the women's match? Uh, I can't remember what was the next match. 
It was the women's match. It was? I thought there was another one in between it. No, nope, anyway. it was the women's title match. All right. Um, I, I didn't hate this match, but it, like it was like the buildup. It wasn't it wasn't as good as I was yeah. hoping for. Um, it honestly feels like a very much middle of the feud kind of uh, match to me with all the interference. Mm-hmm. You know, leading to Britt Baker winning. Um, yeah, I think this has to lead to like more. You know, like yeah. this can't be. It. Maybe by the time we get to double or nothing, it'll be a like a steel cage match or something like that. Basically, like that, everything we expected it to be. Right, like a blow off match that'll actually like culminate the whole thing and lead to Thunder Rosa. Because I'm still sticking to our prediction that Thunder Rosa will be the person to beat Britt Baker. This actually just more confirmed that. It's yeah. just we're not there yet. We're just not so, there yet. I think what you and I works well more you than me because I mm-hmm. I picked Britt to win. Yeah. Um, but I, I still think what we were both expecting just from the feud in general. Mm-hmm. was for it to be a continuation of what they've already done. Right. And I think more of what happened was they almost, like, reset the clock on the feud. Mm-hmm. Like, they almost took it back to the beginning, like, the very beginnings of the feud, which is why it felt so, like... Right. Mediocre. Like, the build-up and everything. Maybe it's because there was such a distance between the, the Lights Out match and this. Yeah. Like, even though they were talking about it, it felt like... It's- it I mean, it has been like a year. Yeah. So it might just, it might be because we just happen to have long memories, like a lot of wrestling fans do actually, but we yeah. in particular, I think, have long memories. So we're like, oh, yeah, that just happened. But, but like, like, no, no that, was like almost, to... that was almost a full year ago. It's like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, we're going to kind of restart this as if we haven't done this before because we haven't in about a year. So, but and you yeah. and I are just like the grapes from South Park, like, you remember. You remember? You remember? It's in in your video every week, Britt. Like the blood. You remember? You remember? You remember? (laughs) We remember? You remember? Oh, yeah. So I think honestly, I'm still sticking with Thunder Rosa being the one to beat Britt Baker. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I think she'll be the one to do it too, but it's not yet. Yeah. And a double thing, maybe. By the way, do you, I don't know if you have like the count, but we're we're pretty close to even because I got the tag team title right, but you got this match right. You know. Oh, um, I mean, I can just give you the. You and, got one. Good thing he wrote this down because I wouldn't remember everybody. <laughs> two. Three. What was? Oh, yeah, the six bad tag. That was the next one. See, I remember. Yeah. Shoot. What is. Oh, no. Wait, what? One second. Oh. I'm, oh, I'm not. I'm not. Because I, I like shorthanded it. That's no, okay. But what is. Well, there's Moxley and Danielson left. The six man right. tag. And then uh, the world title. So I'm trying to think what are the matches. Oh, Jurassic. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Never mind. Okay. So you got... All right. Let me do this again real quick. All right. So one, <laughs> two, three, uh-huh. all right. four, 
So Listen. overall for the night, you got four, right? Okay. And I got one, two, three, four. So we're tied. We were tied. I hate it when we tie. Anyway, I like to win. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm not happy about it either. Um, so I so, will say a part of the reason you have four, a part uh, of the reason uh, that we tied is because of the match that you didn't give a definitive answer for. Uh, and I basically took who you were leaning towards. Got it. All right. Which, well, you let me know when we get to that match because I'll say I don't know. I will. Um, so I think, what was the match? We did, see, yeah, we did the women's match. Um, yeah, it was, like I said, it wasn't, I would say it's probably the weakest match of the card for me. Um, if I had to put, you know, put money on it, that's the one I yeah, would say. I like, think that's eh. fair, honestly. Or no, no, I, I still think this was better than, uh, Jade Cart, uh, Jade Conti. Yeah. Which is, it's what a I will say though, what yeah. I will say though, uh-huh. uh, Statlander, Layla Hirsch uh-huh. was better than both of the main card women's matches. That's true, actually. Yeah, the psychology was really better, which is like, surprising only because, like, the match itself has been kind of cookie or the feud itself has been kind of cookie cutter in that it's not really like personal, if that makes sense. It's just sort of like, I don't like you because you don't pay enough attention to the wrestling, but the match itself was actually really good. So the match was very good. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, in terms of like just match quality alone, that, that pre-match, like that mm-hmm. match was better than both of the main card women's match, like title women matches. I wonder as far as like that being better than the Britain Thunder thing, that just comes down. Well, part of it's wrestling, but it also comes down to, there was no, Neither of us had expectations. Like I don't even think we were aware that that match was happening, even on the pre-show. Um, so yeah. it was like nothing to you know, nothing to lose. That's fair. Um, yeah. I, well, I'll say it was less that and more of the over expectations I put on the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match. True. Like I was, I was full. Like, I, I obviously we know how you feel about women's matches, whatever. And, like, I'm not quite to that degree, but there are definitely times where I, I feel similarly. Right. But I'm I'm no, obviously, like, I'm nowhere near to that degree. But, like, I went into I went into this thinking that Britt Baker Thunder Rosa was going to, like, I, I thought it was going to be similar to their non-sanctioned match. And I thought it was going to, mm-hmm. like, come pretty close to just tearing the house down. Right. Like I that's what I went into this thinking it was gonna be. Yeah. And it was and just I, nothing like that. Yeah, and honestly it came out more like a, a pretty good dynamite match, basically. Yeah. Which yeah. was really disappointing. I think that's what it was. I, I it was just really disappointing because mm-hmm. I yeah, I just I was I was expecting like something really great. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so okay, after that match, if I remember correctly, that would be Moxley versus uh Danielson. Damn Skippy. And, uh, and are we gonna get what we were what we feared was like too good to be true? Oh, are we gonna get that? It looks like they're gonna have an awesome fucking manager. <laughs> like that we didn't even begin to like, think that, that would happen. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. Is it possible that reality is going to be better than what we could even dream? <laughs> In this situation, it seems like that's where we're heading, because Jesus Christ. Um, so first match off, is, the match itself. Yeah. Match itself, I think this was one that, um, and this, this might be the one where I was leading, right? I, if I had to guess. Nope. nope. Oh, we, really? we both were, we <laughs> both made decisions on this one. Oh. And we were both wrong. We both substan- We both said Danielson. Gotcha. Yeah, no, as far as the, how the match went, you would assume that he would have won, but they, the way it goes out is that he loses with a really good roll-up. Um, which They WWE'd it, only, like, better than what yeah. WWE does. Yeah, no, they did a roll-up, but they did a roll-up out of an actual move, so it looked like a counter as in wrestling. It was very interesting. Was, yeah. But, um, oh man, this match was so good! Holy shit! Yeah, my actual thought was like, "Oh my god, Danielson got Samoa Joe." No. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. The like, match itself. Yeah. Oh, man, so fucking good. The different like styles. Like I love this. I love a lot of again. I can say this a lot, but the psychology again in this match was good. And I think it, it's best shown by. Early on in the match, at one point, they both go out, spill out to the outside, and immediately Danielson gets back in the ring. Because, yeah. of course, that's what he's going to do. He's not going to stay out there with Moxley if he doesn't have to. And, um, yeah, just I love that idea. Yeah. Uh, one thing I thought was funny is, mm-hmm. like, in this match, you could tell you could tell Daniel you, – oh, you could tell Brian Danielson does not like to bleed. No. He, like, Mox was, like, full-on, like, bloody, like, just crimson mask. And yeah. you could see Danielson, like, do, you, you could actually see, I don't know if you caught this or not, uh-huh. but he did, like, a little cut, just, like, a little one. So, uh-huh. so he had, like, a little, like, a little tiny patch of blood on him. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you call this or not, or may- maybe I was seeing things, but he like gave the blade to the ref at- for the ref to like get rid of. Yeah, I know that, that like that's generally how it's done. Like the ref actually is usually the one that's holding the blade to begin with, and yeah. then you give it back to the ref, although you're not supposed to be you know seen doing it. So right. Well, that was that was my point. I was like, because I, I, I saw it, and I was like, ooh, I wasn't supposed to see that. Nope. You know, you're definitely not supposed to see that. Um, but yeah, that also speaks to, I think, uh, how little he actually does bleed. Like, he does. Oh, shoot. Keep, a- uh, keep talking really quick uh, to going over the match. I will be right back. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, I think that just goes to, like, how little he does bleed, um, is what I was saying, because obviously it's not, like, his forte. But um, actually, since he's been there, he's done it a couple times. But yeah, no, that's a fair point. I, I also really love the style contrast in this match because, I mean, it's obvious when you got a brawler and a wrestler with the way that they played off each other and the fact that Moxley obviously can wrestle makes it um, really fun. Um, actually, it reminded me as I was, um, I don't know if it was this match, at some point, when JR said called somebody and catches catch. oh it was um it was a Jake Cargill match that Jake was being trained as a catches catch can wrestler and I was going to give you guys this piece of information because that phrase um it's kind of lost a lot of meaning 
Catches Catch Can is actually a style of wrestling that goes back to like the 1900s. Um, it, basically, the American counterpoint to Greco-Roman, and actually when it was developed and before wrestling became what it is now where it's mixed, uh, a lot of Greco-Romans could not fucking handle Catch as Catch Can because it's just, it's completely different. It's a completely different style, completely different like conditioning, and it led to when uh, the Americans showed up on the scene just like beating everybody, basically. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the uh, um, Western American Americans. Sorry, Western Native Americans. I think that's where it comes from. I lost that research. But if you ever heard that phrase, catch is catch can't, that's what that means. So there's your useless fact um, from wrestling past. If you, you know, need history. It's actually really fascinating. If you ever get a chance to learn more about it, go ahead. Maybe one day I'll teach you, but yeah, it happens whenever it happens. Um, okay, back to Moxley and uh, Danielson as far as like their wrestling match. Um, yeah, I don't think, one of the things I appreciate about AEW is that they do blood, obviously, way more than their does because their WWE doesn't do it at all. But they don't, it doesn't ever seem like they're overdoing it to me. It feels organic whenever it does happen. And I, I really appreciate that. I, it could be something that could be very much be overplayed. So that's always nice. Yeah, I would completely yeah. agree with that. I, I think it's, it does feel pretty organic whenever it happens. It doesn't feel like they're doing it just for the sake of doing it. Like, yeah. It feels like it, it's, it's there deliberately for the story. Yeah. I, I just I wanted to point that out because like I just realized oh yeah there's a lot of blood in this but that's the point it doesn't feel overplayed because it made sense whenever it happened so, yeah um, yeah there was a fair amount of blood in this pay per view yeah it really was I was I was expecting it too but I was like oh yeah uh, absolutely still thinking back and I was like oh that's actually a lot actually not in the ladder match that I can remember which I just realized is interesting. You would have expected it maybe one or two people be pleading by the end of that. <laughs> well, whatever. Not that I needed it. I just realized it didn't happen. Um, all right. So, yeah. As far as, like, the ending of the match goes, we have the roll-up. Um, they were going to shake hands, uh, or supposedly, but then they started fighting. And then out of fucking nowhere, like, <laughs> as I mentioned in the dirt sheets that he's being talked to me, nope, just William Regal. Like, didn't even bother giving him fucking music. He just came out of the back like he's being the GM of AEW now. Like, he, came, he came out of there like he's been there the whole time. Yeah, just like he's been back there the whole time running the show. And yeah. uh, we just haven't like, heard about no, it. Like, no joke, he came out like we should have... The way he came out of there, it, it was like we should have saw it and just been like, oh, oh, Regal's coming out. Yeah. Like, he's out there to announce the next Blood and Guts match. Not yeah. Wayne, but Blood and Guts. Um, also, I wanted to point this out really quick because I was actually really surprised. I was surprised he came out as and could be called William Regal. Um, I would have assumed because oh. William Regal was a WWE thing because he was Steven before that he would have had to go back to Steven now that he was out of WWE. I was really surprised. Do you think maybe he, he does and they just made a mistake in the commentary? Which, I mean, I'm like, I don't yeah. like to give shit to the commentary, but I mean, they are known to do that. It's possible, but they did a bunch of times and I feel like. Um, they would have been corrected in their headsets if it had been a mistake. Oh, maybe. 
I think what it might be, but I don't know, is that William Regal is just one of those guys that was there for so long that at some point he got the rights to his name. Oh, and, maybe. Um, and it's, yeah, that's I what's could, going on. I could see that. Yeah. But um, I loved everything that happened. I loved him like getting Moxley's blood on him and then slapping Moxley because that's how you would get to control Moxley and then slapping uh, Danielson like he's the younger brother. It's like, you yeah. know, see, like, when Mox got slapped, Danielson's like in the back, just like, <laughs> like, he yeah. basically like a, like a, like a, yeah, like a younger brother, even though he's the older one of yeah. the two between him and Moxley. Uh, I mean, it's just the size difference, I guess, but that's what it reminded me of is that little younger brother shit thing. Um, but yeah, but then, yeah, but then Regal slapped the shit out of, out of Danielson too. And they they did they they did shake hands. I just I don't even know what the fuck to say about Danielson and Moxley being a tag team trying to train the younger talent with William Regal as their goddamn manager. That like, I, oh. <laughs> I there's are, are we gonna be that lucky? I, that that seems- that's where this goes. Like I, that seems exactly what they set up. I don't know what else to take. What happened? Uh, I guess we'll have to find out when we watch Dynamite and Rampage. But man, I'm that lucky. I, oh, Jesus Christ, I have no idea. I, like I know, obviously, I understand AEW has a mm-hmm. lot of factions, and yeah. they could they could do with less. Probably, some oh. people would think, not me. <laughs> Okay, I was about to say, did we finally cross that line with you? Oh, no. that's dangerous. Okay, no, I, 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 I love it, especially since it seems like the inner circles, like even though they haven't really been together in a long time, anyways, it right. seems like we're officially, we're probably officially losing them. Right. So, like, I wouldn't mind something else to replace them. Right. Which on paper should be the pinnacle, but the pinnacle, as good as they are, don't feel like a full. They don't really feel like a faction either. Yeah. They feel more like the Horsemen, I think, did in the mid-80s, where they were a faction, but it was more about like them just having all the titles. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The same, Which I think makes like, sense. I think that's what they're going for with it anyways. Yeah. I, they're definitely going for the Horsemen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But that being said, I mean, God, I I don't know. I don't know if my I don't, I don't know if my wrestling boner could can take it. <laughs> I mean, I hope that's what happens. We'll have to see. A I, faction like, where the leaders of it are Danielson and Moxley. They have an uh, old a veteran manager in the way of William Regal, mm-hmm. and they have base. They have guys like, and they're leading like young talent like. Like specifically guys that fit their mold, like a, like a Daniel Garcia, like Garcia right. leaves two point oh and then like joins up with them. Right. Yeah. No, I I, I don't know no who else idea. is young and physical like that who would fit that mold right now. I'm trying to I think. Mean, he, he mentioned Yuta. I think Yuta could work there. He did um, mention Yuta. Yeah. There's um there's a guy in the Hardy family office. That look really good against Jay Lethal on Dark. He's you never get to see him on Dynamite, um, but he is part of the Hardy family office. He's like from India, 
And um, he would be, I think, a good addition because he's very young and still relatively unknown, but mm-hmm. very physical in the ring. He had a really good match against Jay Lethal like last week on Dark. It was really good. Although that could have been Jay Lethal, but I'm going to give him the credit that he was able to keep up with Jay Lethal. Yeah. So, but like, yeah. just the oh man, just the idea of that. Oh, yeah. especially if no, never mind. I'm not gonna. But he does have ROH now. So <laughs> yeah, there is the current ROH World Champion. Who is Jonathan Gresham? Okay. Who is very, very, man, he's like, he's very like Danielson slash lethal. Okay. And he's like pretty young too. I don't, I, I actually, how, how old is he? He's, he's, he's on the younger side, I think. Right. One second. Let me just look it up really quick. Cause like, just thinking about it. He would fit in. Mm-hmm. He would fit in perfectly because he was leading. He was actually leading a faction in Ring of Honor that is like similar to what I think they would be doing. Because mm-hmm. they, they, he, he was leading a faction that was very much about like uh, the peer rules, right, and stuff like that. Right. Um, oh, never mind. He's a lot older than I thought he was. Okay. He's 33. I mean, he's still not like old, old, but he's older than I thought. I thought he was like 26 or something like that. Right. I mean, yeah, but there's also still a lot of other guys. Like, the roster is fucking full of them. So. Oh my god, I would... Oh! Oh man, I hope this is actually like... I hope this is actually a thing. On the other side of, like, a guy that's more like Moxley, which I don't think he's that young because he's obviously had a lot of experience, but he needs he needs a push. You could put J.D. Drake in there as, like, a brawler type to learn from Moxley. Yeah. So, just hit, he popped the mag because he fought Keith Lee. So, <laughs> um, I just... Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, Are we going to be that lucky? I, like it seems oh, like. What if Thatcher shows up and joins them? What if who shows up? Timothy Thatcher. Oh yeah, no, that'd be. Yes, there's there's a long list. Yes. Oh, I can't take it. Speaking of people showing up, I don't like. I already like him just based on his uh his signing promo, but I don't know a lot about him. Uh, Swerve signing his contract. He's um, so good. Like, this would be really interesting. Because, yeah. like, you you would mostly know, I mean, no, because you don't really watch NXT, so you wouldn't really know him at all. I mostly know him from, um, I know him more from, like, Lucha Underground when he was Killshot. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, Actually, you know what? I wonder if I should probably look up this off air. I'm just going to do this really quick. There's a match okay. that I would love for you to watch just to give yourself an idea of him. Okay. Um, yeah, like, I will say while you look that up, I was just, I was really impressed with his personality, how obviously the crowd knew who he was, but like, just 
I don't. I have a feeling he hasn't been in that big of an arena that often, and he was like just owning the crowd in like thirty seconds. It was really impressive. So I'm excited to see what else he can do because he, yeah, he looks like a million. Oh, bucks I think this might be the full match. That was a lot easier than I expected. <laughs> so what's the match? Okay. Yeah. So whenever you get the chance, go onto YouTube and look up Dante Fox versus Gil versus Killshot. Okay. And like that will give you a good idea of just what he's able to do. Uh, he'll he'll be Killshot. He'll be the one in the mask. Gotcha. All right. And um, yeah, okay. just, yeah, if you watch that match, that'll give you a pretty good idea of what he's capable of. Gotcha. All right. And so that would lead us to the um, six-man tag match, which I think, honestly, I realized as we got to that point, I was like, wow, that still hasn't been on the card. I think that was in the, 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 the position that we um, realized about the Big Show match, where it was a match that could be cut if needed. Yeah, which is this is also the one that you didn't give a solid answer on. Oh, really? Well, yep. my- you leaned so... I put down that you chose the Hardy family because really? you were leaning towards them because of what happened between Sammy and uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sammy and, and Darby. You, but you never like you never gave a definitive answer either way. Yeah, honestly, um, yeah. As the match progresses, like that didn't matter at all, which is kind of annoying to me. Like, yeah, I thought so too. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, without that being a factor. Um, it was obvious that it was going to be, you know, Darby and Sting and uh, Guevara. It was just, yeah. Once, once I realized, oh, that's they're not even going to play with that at all. It's, yeah. But, um, but yeah, you're right. I was leaning there because, again, I was going off of what they showed on TV. I think right. that's a weird, weird slip for AEW to just. Well, they kind of teamed it at, during the entrance. Oh, they did? Okay, I might miss Yeah, that. they teamed it during the entrance because Sammy was, like, looking at Darby as, like, we're, 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 we're good, right? Like, we're about to, like, go to war or whatever, basically, right. like, looking at him. And Darby, like, didn't even pay any attention to him, really, and just went charging towards the ring. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm interested. So, like, they teased it at the beginning, but then it, like, because then even at the end of the match, Sammy went to him and, like, went for a handshake or whatever, and they, they, like shook hands or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. This was I mean, a very handshaking. This is very a handshaking pay per view. What with ROH and everything being bought. Oh, that must. Yeah. A lot of handshaking in this pay per view. Lots of handshaking. I will yep. say the match itself was really good. I obviously yeah, it was imp- as impressed with that as everybody else was with Sting. I don't know what the fuck he's thinking at sixty three. Jesus but- Christ. <laughs> um, just stop. Far- you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to do the city more sting. You could literally just throw a fan down there and they'd be happy to do it. Like, yeah. Just use somebody else. Um, but yeah, no, I I will say it kind of sucked that the coffin drop at the end wasn't great. I think oh, they covered that, it okay Yeah, that bothered right. me. Uh, more that they like didn't like they were like, oh yeah, we're still going to show a replay. Like, I get that it was the end of the match. Just don't show that replay. That wasn't a good yeah. coffin drop. That's don't simple. Show don't show it. Just oh, say man. yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was unfortunate. But um, other than that, though, the match itself was good. It was just it was a brawl all over the place. It was. I um, 
I don't know. I they so I think what I liked about it is uh-huh. like this match easily could have just been like a like a cool down like shitty match. Uh-huh. For all intents and purposes. Right. But it wasn't. <laughs> it was chaos and it was like good. Yeah. No, it was a, I think it pretty much brings an end to the feud. I wasn't expecting to be involved, yeah. but I don't really think there's any need to go any further with it. I um, agree. I am interested to see what happens with Darby. I like. I really want to know. I feel like he's been kind of like not stuck because like his stuff has things been good, but as personally as a character, I don't know where he's developed in the last like six months. He's pretty much yeah. Where he I was, can see that. You know. I don't know if he needs to start pushing heel or just be more like independent and like anti like being with Stain all the time. Like not even like attacking well, him, just being like a like I need to do this by myself type of thing or something. I think a part of it is actually just the feuds he's been in lately. Mm, that's true. This this feud wasn't that great. Like it was fine, but it wasn't great. I yeah. Mean, yeah. But I think I think that's actually a part of it. Is I, I think it's just like he hasn't been in any like really good feuds for a while, right? Like that's honestly, I, I'm just trying to think back. Like after after his stuff with Ethan Page, like what stuff with Punk was really good. Like yeah, I don't know if I, I don't. I wouldn't really consider that a feud though. Yeah, it was more just a one-off match. That was just a one-off match. Right. I mean, like, well, that's a part of it, too, is, like, that was just a one-off thing, really. Right. And that he just did for a little bit. Like, I mean, in terms of, like, an actual, like, feud, like, after after Paige. MJF, but he kind of came out to lose the end of that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which was a good thing. Maybe just the stuff with the Hardy Hardy office. Yeah, I think this is is the first one that's not really worked, but it's been going on for a while, so it's kind of blocking out a lot of other stuff in your memory. uh, Maybe that's what it is, then. That might be why it feels like it it does. Yeah. And like I said, I feel like I realized after I realized that that match is going to be right before the world title, I was like, oh, that's the match they would have cut if they had to. And so it made it feel even more like like not there wasn't great stuff in it, but more like the storyline doesn't really matter that makes yeah. sense. so um yeah so great match better than i would have expected based on all of that stuff um yeah, absolutely. And again, yeah that's it was absolutely better than it it was a much better match than it than it had to be yeah and again if I, if it wasn't for my own storyline which didn't really play out i would have probably i would have picked sting and Darby Allen easily for that, but anyway. Well, for the sake of me, if not for the sake of me not having to take an official loss, I'm going to keep with what I decided no, you chose. That's entirely fair because honestly, I remember right now that you mentioned it before the pay per view, I was like still on the fence, and I probably would have leaned more to it, especially because I expected more of a storyline thing to come out of it, and really there was no storyline coming out of the match at all, yeah. basically. So. Um, all right, so then that leads us to uh, the Battle of the Atoms. Um, I love the chanting in this match so much. <laughs> Let's go, Adam. Adam sucks. 
Uh, I even, like, after I finished paper, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe Adam's the world champion. Um, anyway, I just, I could have kept going with those jokes. Um, I, okay, this match was good, I but I don't think, I, I was, I don't know if I was disappointed, but I wasn't as thrilled as I was hoping to be. Um, it was good. Yeah, just, I don't know, something about it didn't hit me. I don't know why. I guess I can kind of see that. Um, I don't know. I think. Trans- I don't know. Because like, I can kind of get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. But yeah. I can I can kind of get what you're saying about that, though. I think it also Maybe it was just back- a little too much outside interference for me for this kind of match. Yeah. Well, I think it honestly goes back to what we were talking about on the prediction is that, like, it was the title match, but it felt less important than other stuff on the on the show. Yeah, and I think that carried through. Even though the match was good, it still it never got to the point where it was like this is the most important thing that we've seen tonight. Yeah, um, honestly, yeah. I mean, honestly, in terms of like, in terms of importance, I don't, I don't know how you can beat MJF Punk. Yeah, no, like, no I don't think you can. Um, like that was clearly the main like feud in this pay per view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did find it. I will say I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but the fact that Adam uh, Hangman and Page pushed Alex Reynolds that seemed weird. Um, yeah, that was odd. They they uh, they teased it a little bit in the being the elite that debuted today. Okay, that went out today. There's like. Hangman went in there and was like, I get, I think like trying to apologize or something. And like as soon as he went, walked into like their little area, uh, mm-hmm. Reynolds just left. Okay, well maybe they'll share that over on the TV and we'll get and to then, see something. Yeah, and then Paige was just like, maybe like I'll I'll stay here. Maybe you guys should like go after him, like to the rest of the Dark Order. Gotcha. Oh, speed just because I forgot to mention. Oh. I don't know what popped in that. Go ahead. There. Just to, uh, sorry, just one more thing. They huh? did, also in Being the Elite, they did kind of tease some more breakups with Cole and like the Young Bucks and everything. Because Cole was okay. like, you know, it would have because the Young Bucks were back there. Like, let's just admit it, it was a bad night for all three of us. Like, we, we lost, all three of us lost. It was just really, it was a bad night. And Cole was like, yeah, you know, I really could have used your guys' uh, like, not assistance, but your guys's um, what's the word? I, what's, what did he, what's the word he said? Support. Um, support. Yeah, it was basically support. It's like I really could have used your guys' like support back there, and like out there or whatever. And they were just kind of like, "We're supporting you from from back here. We're, we're supporting you. We care about you." <laughs> and oh. then, um, as Cole was leaving, the young bucks were like, "Hey, you got to wait for us. We're we're kind of." We're, we're like on the same, we're like riding together, right? Or whatever, something like that. And some guy came in with uh, one of the a backstage person came out with a, came in with a vest and it was like, you guys, like you, uh, like this is for you guys, for the young bucks or whatever. Like you guys ordered this, right? And the young were like, that's not ours. We didn't order that. Like, what are you, what are you crazy? Well, it's not ours. And mm-hmm. then, and the camera like pans around and it's like, and it's a vest that says like hangman on the back, but it's like all bejeweled and stuff. <laughs> that's really funny 
So oh. that was really interesting. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, and you know, they like to, you know, they like to add like little things from BTE, you know, mm-hmm. they like to use BTE to like, kind of like show stuff or like, kind of like tease stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah. Well, that'd be fun. Yeah. Well, to, like I said, we'll have to keep an eye on it. And maybe I'll sit down and watch the BTE episode because that sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, Who knows? Maybe well, we'll be seeing. Uh, maybe we'll be seeing Hangman wear that bejeweled vest <laughs> out in a six-man. Maybe, yeah. He. Um. I did want to just point out two things that I forgot to mention earlier when we went past them. Uh, one, I really like Britt Baker's new uh, title. I think it's really cool that it like makes the women's title look like just another world title equal to the world title that Adam Page has. Almost. So, yeah. I just wanted to say, I <laughs> I don't like that the titles are all look alike. I, I, I just wish there was a little bit of difference to them because, like, the TBS title is basically the TNT title only it says TBS on it. Right. And now the women's title is basically the men's title. It's like basically the same exact thing. I understand what they're going for, but I get your point of why it's a little bit more unique too. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to be. I, I'm not like I get why they did it because the women's title was like smaller looking and everything, right? And I think at the time it was okay, but the TBS title is like bigger and like a normal like like a men's t- like it looks like a men's title basically, right? You know what I mean? Like just based on size alone, like it's like a bigger title, right? Which is fine because like Jade Cargill can like do that, but because of that, I think it made the women's title look like smaller than the TBS title. Right, the TBS title is the secondary one, so it shouldn't be. So I think that's actually the main reason why they had to do that. Right. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. But it also, I think again, mentally puts it on par as an actual world title. It even says world title on there, so it's not just like this is the women's title; it's the world title. So it's equal, like it's equal in that division yeah. to the other title, which is that's fine. I, like I said, I just wish it looked a little like I'm. I'm cool with it being that size. Like that's cool. I just want it to look a little different, is all. Gotcha. Like all right. why couldn't it? Why couldn't it be the same shape that it was before and just make that a little bigger? Right. Um, and oh, the other thing I wanted to point out. Um, I think we both knew this. I think everybody kind of knows this, but. Uh, yeah, basically, if it wasn't confirmed before, the uh, the Hardy family office was out there in force with the Butcher and the Blade, and not a mention of TH2, not like, um, yeah. no, just nothing. Like, they, but they were out there in full force, and those guys were nowhere to be seen, so I'm guessing that's pretty much the end for them, unless they show up on their own, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So, that sucks, but, yeah. Not like the tag team division isn't like deep enough to go without them. Yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, honestly, like it's going to be one of those things to where we're going to start seeing people go where we're like, oh, that's too bad. I like that person, but then yeah. at the same time, you're like, yeah, but it's everything else is so good. Yeah, like it's kind of hard to, you know, it's kind of yeah. hard to keep certain keep people when like yeah, so many other people doing so much more. And it's like you guys are good, but like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, 
it's I'm it's sad to lose them because I think they are a really great tag team and they have really great matches with a lot of people. But But, I mean, look at the Dark Order, like Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, for example. Like those two are an awesome, awesome tag team with a fantastic finisher, and like you know they're they were like they came in like as like one of the top tag teams. And right. now they're relegated to not even being the best tag team in Dark Order. Yeah, no, that's true. But um, all right, so yeah, I just want to point those two things out. Um, as far as the rest of the uh, title match, it was really good. The one thing that annoyed me in my old fuddy-duddy way is I did not like that Hangman kicked out of a uh, uh, Panama Sunrise followed by the boom. Um, yeah, but he, really- didn't, he didn't pull the knee pad down. I, yeah, I was going to say, we'll give Excalibur credit for, for giving them that out. Yep, the they, time, they explained it away. <laughs> same time, I was like, go fuck yourself, really? The the Panama Sunrise wasn't enough to make it so the knee pad wasn't a big thing? No, he has to get... For anyone on. else, it would have been, but not for the world title match. Not for the world title champion. <laughs> oh, it's just... Yeah, like I said, I know that's just my personal preference and my annoyance. Also, you're wrong but, on this one. Okay. No, no, I'm I'm not kidding. Like, so I, I, I completely get what you're saying most of the time when it comes to that. Uh-huh. Like, I get it. I may not always agree with it, but like, I, I can, I get it. But mm-hmm. with this specifically, uh-huh. th- there was specifically this. This was specifically put in, like, with the knee pad and everything, to uh-huh. make it work this way. All right. Uh, like I guess they have enough rope with me that I I'll give it to them. I did appreciate Excalibur, like doing that. I appreciate the story, so I'm not gonna like. It's, I'm not gonna hate on it. I just wanted to point out that it did it did tinge me for a minute. I was like, uh, okay, but um, I I will give it to them, and I'm I'm okay with saying that I can be wrong here. I will. You, are. you definitely are. And I will. You definitely are wrong here, Cornette. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll go listen to Jim Cornette to reaffirm how right I am after we're done recording. Yeah. Um, no, with, with this with this one specifically, you're, you're wrong because because they they had it in, a, in such a way that they were able to explain it. Gotcha. So it wasn't well, one of those things where it's, it's not like he pulled the knee pad down, did it the way he always does it for the win, and then got kicked out of. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, so as far as the, everything else, though, the match itself, um, Hangman winning, cool. I don't know. I'm wondering who the next contender is going to be because there's not really anybody set up right now. Like, obviously, you can look at the rankings and have a good idea, but I don't know storyline who's supposed to be the next one. They don't one. usually they don't usually do repeat challengers, yeah. but, like, I can almost, I can sort of see this continuing. I feel like this, not not only I can see it, I feel like it has to continue. Like, this can't be it. Like, I feel like this has to keep going. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I agree with you, because especially because, like I said, didn't hit me at the same level. I feel like this, along with Thunder Rose and Britt Baker, really does deserve a second match. Especially with Red Dragon and Young Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like I, this. All has to come together. Yeah, like well, especially after seeing being the elite, I feel like I, I feel like we're going to get, mm-hmm. we're going to get a six man tag match. 
and we're going to get the Young Bucks bury, basically like burying the hatchet with, with Adam Page mm-hmm. and them teaming together in a six-man. Yeah. I hope so. Like I said, we'll we'll see where it goes. That makes a lot of sense, but you're right. They don't usually repeat themselves, so and we'll see. Um, uh, but if it's not him, I don't know who the next, like I said, if it's not Adam Page, I really don't know who the next person would be. Um, sorry, Adam Cole. Um, and then, oh my God, I've got it. And then eventually, you know, eventually the Cole and like Red Dragon split off and they just like, after the, after this Cole basically isn't with the Young Bucks and them anymore. He's, he's strongly just with Red Dragon. Those three go off, do whatever they're going to do together. And Kenny Omega comes back. It's a big thing. Everyone's like, oh no, what's going to happen? But, Right, but when they come back, TNA US Bullet Club all comes to eight over with the AEW. Uh-huh. Jay Lethal, or Jesus Christ, Jay Lethal, Jay White, Good mm-hmm. Brothers, Chris Bay start beating the shiitake mushrooms out of uh, out of Hangman and the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Omega's music hits. Comes down to save the day. Omega and Hangman stare each other down. Handshake. Hug. And the four of them are standing in the ring. Hangman, Omega, Young Bucks. The elite. Proud and strong. And they go to war with U.S. Bullet Club. That'd be fun. I can can taste it. (laughs) Oh... Yeah, no, that's, that's long term though. That's like a year from now. Yeah, no, that's definitely a while from now. Especially um, with Ken being out. Yeah, we're this is like a year from now. All right. Yeah, so that pretty much brings us to the end of the pay per view. I do have um, a question that's less like I don't think this will take that long because I knew mm-hmm. we would go for a while. Um, yeah. but I thought this would be a good uh, like just quick question that we can give our answers to. What? Um, I think you'll have one for it, so it's not. What do you want? I told you. What do you want for me? <laughs> So, who do you think is going to be um, AEW's first Grand Slam champion? First Grand Slam champion? Yep, first person to hold the tag titles, the TNT title, and the AEW world title. Oh, Jesus. There's a couple people that have like two-thirds of it already, but yeah, close to the third. Well, actually, there's... Yeah, no, two. There's two, Adam Page and... Um, Kenny Omega both have two thirds, I believe. Right. Yeah. Um. Hmm. That's tough. So I can give you my answer if you um, want a little time to think about it. Give me a few seconds. Yeah, you say yours first. I think I have my answer, but I'm, I don't know. See, okay, so my answer is I don't think it's going to be anybody that's close to it because I don't think Paige or Omega are going to go after the TNT title. So I just don't think they're going to be the ones to do it. Um, that's my fair. answer is actually Jungle Boy. I think Jungle Boy is going to be the champion as he is now. He's going to get the TNT title next, and then he will eventually be the world champion. Yeah, I can see that. That's fair. Um... Hmm. Going off that, I 
Here's an interesting answer for you that I yeah, actually Moxley. think is going to happen. I'm going to say Moxley. Okay. I no, think no. I'm I'm hitching my I'm I'm hitching my cart that Moxley and Danielson are going to end up teaming together. They're going to win the tag titles, and I think Moxley will eventually hold the TNT title at some point. And I think Moxley will be the first person to do it. That's really interesting because, like, again, yeah, I can definitely see him if this Danielson thing works out winning the tag titles. I just I wouldn't expect him to go. Like, he's a lot like Omega Nightman at this point where I don't expect that. Not that TNT does a lower thing. It just doesn't seem like he would go. He wouldn't go from world to TNT. He would go the other way. I can I can see it as a part of um I can see it as basically like a uh, just like a secondary happenstance of like a part of a feud you know what I mean yeah, yeah. yeah. like I don't know who it would be with but I can see that happening yeah not a bad answer but yeah like I said I'm I'm, I'm definitely doing the long game because I don't think Joe like, I don't think this will be maybe a five year thing because he's so young um, yeah yeah I don't think it's something that's gonna happen right away. Yeah. Part of the reason I like I have that idea, uh, besides the fact that I think John was one of my favorite wrestlers right now going, is the fact that um, he was the first guy to get to 50 wins. And I realized after seeing Moxley's um, intro that like Moxley still doesn't have 50 wins. Yeah. So like, that, that's pretty fucking impressive. That shows a lot of like they want him to be a future face of the company. Yeah, I think they definitely do have a lot of faith in him going yeah. like in for the future. Yeah. But there you go. So I'll put that up as our question. Who do you think the first Grand Slam is going to be? There's a, a few good answers. Um, and yeah, we'll just have to wait and see who eventually does it. It's going to happen eventually. Um, oh, yeah. Ooh, that's another good answer that I just thought yeah. of that actually doesn't have any of them yet, but I think could get all three. Well, I like, also gave the other only answer possible, which is Danhausen. Clearly, yeah. he's going to have all, <laughs> well. Well, so I was actually, um, I, I, I think another one that could be actually be possible because I think he could end up getting all three, like uh-huh. n- in not too short of time, is Malachi Black. Yeah, that that is true because, the yeah, the Kings of the Black Throne could definitely take the tag titles. And there's nothing stopping him from getting the other two singles except for being in the feuds. Yeah, so exactly. Right. He could definitely he could definitely come out of nowhere and just sort of like take the whole thing before anybody else has a chance. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of popped in my head like, oh, he could do it. Uh, yeah. All right. So there you go. I hope everybody enjoyed this. Um, again, we are four and four, which actually we did pretty good in Revolution. I think we only missed Together, we only missed, like, two matches. Um, so that was yeah. good. Uh, like, completely missed them. Like, neither of us were yep. right about. Yeah. Um, it's compared to Sacrifice, where I think we only got two right, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm very interested. We'll talk more about Ring of Honor as the weeks go on with this. It's just we want to get through the pay-per-view stuff tonight. Um, so yeah, definitely come back for that. It's, I, there, oh, there was a really interesting story about a possibility of Tony Khan working on a deal with HBO Max, which I called like, you know, two years ago at this point, uh, to possibly do streaming through them. 
for ROH AEW library because now they have all that content. Yeah. So, and God, I like I would love the idea of just being able to turn on HBO Max and watch fucking Kevin Steen and El Generico in Ladder Wars. Man, I really like, yeah, that would be good. Man, I really wish they could develop their own. <laughs> what do you mean? I, that no, might happen eventually. Too. Maybe they just want to get into the game yeah. while they're you know, think, while they're working on it. I think at this point with the fact that they're um they're doing a money loss for the video game, I think it makes mm-hmm. sense to piggyback off of HBO Max for a little while. Especially because yeah. at this point even WWE has said fuck it and is doing Peacock. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. All right. Well, um, I hope everybody has a good night. Uh, this Friday is our special um, episode explaining the podcast. Uh, it's called What is Cast Everywhere? It has a lot of interesting stuff about like, well, I think it's interesting, about where we came up with names, the reason we do what we do, what we, how we choose what we uh, watch for the shows, and all that sort of stuff. So if, if you're a longtime fan, you want to know some stuff about us, that's a good place to go. But if you're also looking for a way to like get somebody new into the show, that's the main reason I want to do it. I feel like it's a very good place for people to start and have an idea of what the hell we're doing, why we're watching weird-ass movies like Wizards from 1977, which, by the way, if you, if you didn't jump on before, go back to that one because it's such a weird and cool movie from the 70s cartoon. It's, yeah, it's just so awesome. But anyway, yeah, it's just a good place to start. And that's the whole point. Just give people a place to start about 200 episodes in overall. If you, when you add up like all of our episodes, we're almost at like 200 episodes at this point. Woo. So, killing it. Yeah. Killing the business. <laughs> we will kill the business one day. But thanks to Eric Bowman for our theme song. Follow us on uh, Twitter at Chaos Poncho. Follow me at Last Gilchrist One. Follow me on TikTok at Last Gilchrist. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. Anything else you want to add, buddy? Just the, just the same old, same old. We love you. Oh God, talk to us, please. Oh, we want to talk to you so bad. Oh. If our dating histories have taught us anything, as we get more desperate, people will like us more. That's, oh yeah, clearly. <laughs> It's worked out so many times for us throughout both our lives, respectively. I, I can't imagine this moment of success. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, have a good night, everybody. We'll see you soon. Do this.